A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cedarburg Public Library Radio. Good evening, and welcome to the interviews of candidates for Cedarburg School Board. My name is Ellen McFarlane. I'm a member of the League of Women Voters of Ozaukee County. Because of the pandemic, our usual candidate forum format has changed. Tonight, we will be interviewing the school board candidates separately, one by one, and there is no audience present. The interviews are being recorded by the Cedarburg Library radio station. The unedited audio recording will be available to the public on the Cedarburg Public Library radio station, Facebook page, and the Public Library YouTube channel, as well as the League of Women Voters of Ozaukee County's website blog and Facebook page. We reached out to the four candidates for Cedarburg School Board by phone and by email. We thank Mary Jo Canham and Sam Cox for participating tonight. More than 35 questions from league members and residents of Cedarburg were submitted to us electronically. The league's voter services team then reviewed and collated the questions into a final list. The questions were emailed to the candidates over the weekend. Each candidate will have one minute for an opening statement and then 90 seconds to respond to each question. All candidates will be asked the same questions. At the end, each candidate will have two minutes to summarize their positions on the issues. The views expressed during the interview are each candidate's position and not those of the League of Women Voters. The League does not endorse any candidate. Now I would like to welcome Mary Jo Cannon, candidate for the Cedarburg School Board. 
We will begin with the introductory remarks. You have one minute. Great. Thanks for having me. My name is Mary Jo Canham, and I've been an educator for 18 years. Ten of those years have been spent here in the Cedarburg School District. My husband and I have a fifth grader at Parkview and an eighth grader at Webster. As a district parent and having taught in the district for a decade, I know that there are many good things that going on in the district that ensure student success. And I also know there's opportunity for some improvement. As a member of the board, I look to bring a positive outlook to advocate for all stakeholders. And most importantly, I stand by making decisions to always put students first. Over the past month, I've talked to community members and students and conversations helped me solidify my platforms. Number one, I want to foster collaboration, mutual respect, and open communication among all our stakeholders. Number two, I want to support efforts to create inclusive, accessible, equitable, and culturally responsive learning environments for each of every student, continue to prioritize and social emotional health of students, and attract and retain the most qualified educators. Thank you. Now for the questions. You will have 90 seconds to respond to each question, Mary Jo. First, what are the challenges facing the Cedarburg School District and School Board for the 2021-2022 school year? How should these challenges be addressed? Well, in the upcoming school year, we're going to face challenges as we navigate the, continue to navigate the pandemic. But in addition to those challenges, my experiences and my conversations with community members, administrators, educators, and students have highlighted some other needs as well. Um, most One of the needs, um, having a more supportive environment or learning environment and take into account the needs of each and every student in our district. Our classrooms must be inclusive and accessible for all kids. Having an environment that continues to prioritize the social and emotional health of students. Both students and teachers need to have a support system in place that provides them resources for that. Um, attracting and retaining the most qualified educators is also something that I stand by. Each year we bring a handful of new talented educators, but we also lose some to other districts. And we need to look at why this is happening and what we need to do to keep these quality educators in the district. The key to addressing all those challenges is really by fostering collaboration, having mutual respect, having transparency and open communication among all teachers, administrators, school board members, and our taxpayers. I do believe that there is room for improvement in this area, and by addressing this and having more open communication and transparency, then I believe we are better positioned to overcome our current and future challenges. Thank you. What are your views on the best way to handle educating students in a COVID environment, taking into account physical as well as mental health? I do believe that the district successfully educated our students in a COVID environment by being able to offer a, an in-person and virtual learning opportunities to accommodate families' learning preferences. And as we approach the one-year mark of this pandemic, I think we need to continue to find innovative ways to help our students safely engage in things like academic intervention and enrichment. Um, extracurricular activities and all the necessarily um, social activities like field trips, plays, musicals, sporting events, all those things that kids have missed out on in the last year. Kids are really needing those experiences. They're rich. They're memorable. It's what they remember. It's It supports their positive mental health. So it's imperative that we continue to address those social emotional needs in for our students and using our school counselors, which are 
definitely needed. And um, continuing to use the social emotional learning curriculum that the district has to address those needs as well. Tell us how you would manage education in the next school year, assuming the pandemic is under control. Would you consider keeping parts of the policies that were implemented during the pandemic in this school year? Well, a lot can change in six months, so it's hard to say which policies may or may not be needed. But as a board member, I will support efforts to ensure top priority remains keeping our students, teachers, and all staff members safe. I do think we need to acknowledge that not everything that came out of this past year was bad. We learned a lot about best learning practices under difficult conditions. Some of those adjustments our educators made and had very positive results. Yes, we do all want to get back to normal, but maybe that means exploring the possibility of keeping some of these practices in place, um, particularly if they helped students um, learn in different ways or help teachers explore more, <clears throat> more creative ways to connect with their students. I also think that while it became more challenging to manage education amidst a pandemic environment, there was so much learned. Teachers have learned about identifying essential standards. They are able to differentiate for a variety of learning environments, communicating and collaborating with families in different ways, um, having virtual parent-teacher conferences, IEP meetings, all um, done electronically and, and through um, virtual virtually so that we can accommodate families using canvas and seesaw to um, allow our classrooms to be more accessible to stakeholders so as a district i think we can carry these skill sets and learnings forward to help better support students success in the future what will you do to change the curriculum in our schools to educate our students in all grades about how to be anti-racist so curricula is meant to continually evolve to keep our learning environment relevant, and our schools and practices need to evolve as well. So this type of growth and betterment is going to start, needs to start with providing professional development for our teachers and our administrators, and ultimately, really, every staff member that works with kids. Um, as our educators become more informed on the best practices of including diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, you know, providing a culturally responsive curriculum, the teachers will be empowered to make the essential changes to the curriculum to ensure that they're accurately representing all of our students. And all students should have the privilege to see themselves in the books we read, in the stories we write, in the lessons that we teach. And in addition, if we're committed to creating global citizens, our students need to see and hear stories that might be different from their own. Having multiple perspectives is so important, and we need to encourage our students to explore all sides of an issue. I know a big part of this philosophy is making conscious efforts and deliberate actions to provide equitable opportunities for all people. Um, of both an individual and systemic level. And it starts with teaching our students how to make informed opinions by seeking opinions and experiences, and we need to encourage our students to become critical thinkers. And we as educators should teach our kids how to think, not what to think. And we need to model and behavior that in our own adult interactions. Do you believe the district should hire a full-time equity director? Why or why not? And if so, what would their role be? I believe that we truly need to start 
by having some very direct conversations around diversity, equity, and inclusion. And from there, really begin to make some vision and value statements around equity. And if through that process we decide and identify the need for an equity director, I would help knowing that that director could help us achieve those visions, then I definitely would support that. Um, as far as their role, from what I understand, a director of equity would be a district level employee who could provide leadership to um, not just leadership, but communication, guidance, support, and to all staff members, students, parents, administrators, and so forth. Um, and this individual would focus on equity related to race, ethnicity, religion, socioeconomic status, primary language, sexual orientation, gender identity, and disability. I do feel that these needs, that I do feel that these need to be addressed in, um, in a systematic way, and I will support district efforts to fill this role to meet the visions that are needed to support diversity, equity, and inclusion in our school district. What is the Cedarburg School District doing to prepare students to be responsible citizens? What else would you encourage the school district to do? Well, as a former teacher in the district and a current parent, being a parent in the district, I do feel that the district offers many opportunities to prepare students to be responsible citizens. At the elementary level, providing STEAM opportunities has allowed for students to explore the science, technology, engineering, art, and math components, um, as well as exposing them to the career paths in those areas. Um, through the project Lead the Way at our middle and high school, as well as the family and consumer business education, we're giving our students opportunities to engage in career-focused coursework that will help them ready for, to, be, to be ready for a diverse set of post-secondary opportunities. Um, CHS, I know, also encourages a lot of volunteer work um, in the community, which creates a reciprocal relationship between our students and our community and we need to continue to value and fund those programs. An area I would like to see more emphasis put towards is the human growth and development curriculum. The current Choosing the Best program was adopted in 2012 and lacks key medical content. We need to prepare our students for healthy relationships as moving into teens into adulthoods. And research confirms that abstinence-only education programs like Choosing the Best program leaves kids at risks for unhealthy, uninformed choices, and it's our duty to provide them with the most accurate information available for some of the most impactful life decisions that they will make as young adults. How would you address the need for additional counselors at all levels in the school district to help students cope with situations they're faced with daily? Well, currently, our elementary schools do not have school counselors. And I strongly feel that our elementary schools need counselors to support, to support our students' mental health. These counselors could be utilized to go into classrooms to teach students skills that help them become empathetic citizens. There's lessons that need to be taught regarding bullying and dealing with just everyday life stressors. Um, and this is all in addition to what the classroom teachers are already doing at the elementary level, which is teaching a program called Second Step, which is the district's social-emotional learning curriculum. Currently, the job of a counselor is falling onto our school psychologists who don't have enough time in the day to take care of their already busy schedule. 
And building school psychologists aren't available to do the proactive social emotional instruction that our youngest kids so desperately need um, at the moment of when they come in from recess and there's issues. <laughs> um, and a lot of times not having that response to that daily social emotional um, needs of students is hard. And so I think in addition to our elementary counselors, the middle school would also benefit from additional support. Middle school has just under 700 students that it supports, and the National Association of School Counselors recommends the ratio of one counselor per 250 students. There would be a great benefit in further supporting students in the middle school to build resiliency skills. School counselors who are trained and skilled in dealing with the social-emotional needs of our students should be a priority in our district. If elected, what is your commitment to listen to and respect the input from your constituents whether or not you agree? Well, I'm going to approach this job the same way I approach the job that I have every day as an educator, by listening and respecting input from others. It's something I do day in, day out. I regularly listen and respect input from parents, my administrators, colleagues, and even my students. And I have demonstrated this approach throughout my career and now throughout my campaign, listening to others, showing mutual respect. And I intend to offer my constituents the same level of respect and listening to guarantee student success. And if I'm elected on the school board, I will not be looking to win an argument or prove I'm right on issues. I will be looking for ways to find common ground, work with fellow school board members, work with the administration and staff, parents and taxpayers to hear concerns, consider options, and work together to find the best path forward for our students. Thank you, Mary Jo. That was the last question. Now you will have two minutes to summarize your position. All right. First, I want to thank the League of Women Voters for hosting this event and giving us the opportunity to come in and share what we have to offer. And also thanks to everyone tuning in tonight. I do value what the Cedarburg School District has done for our students and would love the opportunity to be part of the board to continue to help the district make decisions that are best for all students. As a board member, I will be reliable, responsible, and accountable to all stakeholders. I will listen and serve the district's employees, community members, and most of all, the students to ensure that we as a board are making decisions that positively impact our students and the district as a whole. My skills and experience in education will greatly benefit this board because I have perspectives that I can bring forth to share with others. I will work to promote quality education for all students in the district to ensure they are ready to be successful in our ever-changing world. I would like to attract and retain quality teachers and ensure their voices are heard. I will continue to promote the safety of our students and our staff in a COVID world and beyond. And address issues and make decisions with a keen awareness of the social and emotional impact our decisions have on our students. As a parent, taxpayer, community member, and an educator, I understand the needs of the district and am enthusiastic to do what I can to help meet those needs. If you want to learn more or have questions, please feel free to email me or check out my Facebook page, Mary Jo Canham for Cedarburg School Board. Email maryjocanham at gmail.com. And please get out and vote on April 6th for Students First. Thank you, Mary Jo, for giving us your time and your thoughts this evening. It is the League's hope that these interviews will give you, the voters, information that will help you cast an educated vote on April 6th. 
Thank you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.